Well, how you doing, everybody? It is Sunday, March 13th, 2022, the first day of Daylight Savings Time, so I hope you remember to roll those clocks back last night. And this is Episode 4 of Killers and Creeps, and I'm your host, Big Papa, and let me tell you what, we got a good one for you. This one's right out of hometown, man. This is out of Fountain County. We're going to talk about the Wolf Creek tragedy. Now, let me get the official stuff out of the way. Now, like I said, this is the Killers and Creeps podcast, hosted by the Burning Bridges Show, or sponsored by the Burning Bridges Show. And if you uh, want to get in touch with the show, you can look us up at anchor.fm backslash Killers and Creeps. That's Creeps with a K, though. K-I-L-L-E-R-S-A-N-D-K-R-E-E-P-S. Killers and Creeps. And uh, that's also our email, killersandcreeps at gmail.com. And you can send us an email if you like. We're not yet on Facebook, but the Burning Bridges Show has their Facebook page at Light the Night. You just type in at sign, like the night, and you'll find us, or just look up the Burning Bridges show. Now, that's pretty much it for the official stuff. So, uh, now this Wolf Creek tragedy, you know, it, took, it was a long time ago, but uh, a really fascinating story. I was just Googling, you know, you know, tragedies and murders and, you know, trying to find something, you know, because I'm trying to focus primarily on the Hoosier State. And there's plenty to go. I got a long way to go. I've had some recommendations. And I'm going to be giving away a prize for, the, for a topic here shortly. Um, if somebody who sends in a topic, I decide to use it, you'll get a prize. Probably like a gift card to a Dollar General or something. Haven't decided quite yet. But there will be prizes for topics that are recommended to me, and I use them. Um, let's see. Now, this Wolf Creek tragedy. Okay, this took place way back when, okay? It was between the uh, Shanks family and the uh, Keller family. They lived on opposite sides of the border between Fountain County and Park County, Indiana, okay? The Shanks on the Fountain side and the Kellers on the Park side. Now, during a drought in the summer of 1895, the Kellers gave the Shanks family permission to access the water on their property, okay? The job of fetching the water fell to Clara Shanks. Now, the beautiful 18-year-old daughter of Frederick Shanks, now, she would visit the Kellers' yard several times a day. Now, Nanny Keller, the wife of 34-year-old Daniel Keller, kept an eye on Clara and began to suspect that a young girl had begun flirting with her husband, which is definitely uncool. Um, Her suspicions grew to a point where she publicly accused Clara of having improper relations with her husband. Now, on the evening of July 5th, Clara's older brother, also named Daniel, went next door to talk with Miss Keller about the allegations. She told him of her suspicions and said that Clara must not be allowed to come for water anymore. Other members of the family would be allowed, but Clara must not come into their yard. The next morning, Nanny Keller, Daniel Keller, and Daniel's sister Maggie went to the Keller's house to confront Clara and resolve the issue. Now, Daniel Shanks would not let Clara come to the door, so Nanny repeated the charge to Clara's mother that Clara had been intimate with her husband. Miss Shanks said she did not believe it, And Nanny turned to her husband and said, will you let them deny what I say? Now, see, here's what's, you see, it's the women. Women get offended, and they they will run their mouths and get men into problems. Happens all the time. I remember uh, I was with my, when I was married, we were at the uh, movie theater. And uh, (laughs) there was a a couple behind us, and they were being loud. And uh, my wife spun around and said, shh. And uh, this couple uh, took offense to that, 
And uh, the one girl ran her mouth to my wife, and my wife ran her mouth back, and it escalated and escalated. And uh, me and her, I, I looked at the other guy, and he looked at me, and we're like, ah, shit, we're going to end up having to do, they're going to start a fight between us, because we're going to have to, you know. And then, I, you know what, I said, you know what, excuse us. I looked at my wife and said, well, you should just, just let it go. You know, and then they were at it, and now me and the guy are getting ready to square off. Then the usher comes down and throws everybody out. It was, see, there you go. Let's get on with the story. Daniel Keller then confirmed what his wife had said and admitted that he had improper relations with Clara, which is quite an accusation back in those days. That is, the ramifications are deep. Um, he would later deny making this confession, saying that anything he said that day was only to restore peace in his home. Well, that, uh, the Kellers left and the Shanks sat down to dinner. Miss Shanks asked Clara about the charges against her. Clara denied it all. She sat there in silence and could not eat. A few minutes later, she got up and left the table. Miss Shanks would later say that Clara left the house to make Daniel Keller recant his accusation. It was the last time they saw Clara alive. When Clara did not return, the family went looking for her. They hunted in the thickets all around Wolf Creek, but found nobody. No traces of her, and that evening they gave up. Okay, the next morning, Miss Shanks told her son, Daniel, that she had dreamed of seeing Clara struggling in the pool at the foot of Wolf Creek Falls. Daniel ran to the pool, ran to the pool and about, it was about, you know, about a half mile from the house, and he waited on in there, and he found Clara's body in five feet of water. He hurried home, got his gun, went next door, and called out Daniel Keller. Now, Clara is drowned in Wolf Creek Falls, and you caused it he exclaimed, then fired the shotgun twice at Daniel Keller, who was standing in the door. Shanks was too excited to aim, and both shots missed Keller and hit the door sill. A neighbor intervened and took Shanks home. Wow. Two shots with a shotgun and missed both of them. He had to be real excited. Now, the coroner of Fountain County made a hasty examination of Clara and, decide, and declared it was suicide by drowning. Now, the same day, Daniel Keller went to Rockville, the county seat of Park County, and swore out a warrant against Daniel Shanks. The deputy sheriff went to arrest Shanks, but by the time he got to the house, he found it surrounded by a mob of 300 angry men who informed the deputy that if he arrested Shanks, they would hang Keller. The deputy left without serving his warrant. <coughs> Discretion being the better part of valor there on that one. Uh, now, the people of Fountain County were not satisfied with the coroner's verdict and suspicion grew that Keller had murdered Clara. A vigilance committee was organized and held secret meetings to decide what to do about the murder. The sentiment against Keller's grew so strong that the family left and went to live with Daniel's brother, George. Man, they had to leave the area. Ten days after the burial, a post-mortem examination was organized by the vigilance committee. Clara's body was exhumed and examined by seven physicians chosen from both Fountain and Park Counties. Now they found several heavy bruises about her head, a congested state of the brain, with an entire dislocation of the head at the base of the skull. There were no signs of water in the larynx or the lungs, indicating that she had not drowned. Now the examining doctors disclosed the fact that Clara had no cause for secret shame. Clara was a virgin, negating Miss Keller's accusations and the basis for all suicidal theories. Oh boy, 
Now, the unanimous verdict of all seven physicians was, we find that Clara Shanks met her death by violence, source unknown. Woo, boy. Now, this brings us up to August 9th. Now, this is a fascinating story. I like how it, uh, we got Rockville involved. We got Fountain County here involved. And he's probably, I don't know where this Wolf Creek is. I've heard about Wolf Rock. I'm figuring, I assume it might be about the same place. I'm going to have to try to find out more of where these places are. This is a really neat story. Um, now, uh, as we get on with the story here, on August 9th, warrants were issued for the arrest of Daniel Keller, Nancy Keller, and Margaret Keller for the murder, the murder of Clara Shanks. Daniel Keller's brother, John, was arrested as an accessory. A court of inquiry was held. Both families hired attorneys, and charges and countercharges were flying in and out of court. The Keller's attorney tried to fix the guilt on the Shanks, saying that they had located the body too easily. And the dream of Miss Shanks was too realistic to come from a sleeping brain. Evidence against the Keller's included spots on a pair of Daniel's trousers that looked like blood, similar spots on the floor of the Keller's house, and fibers of burned clothing in the stove. The Keller's were indicted on nine separate charges to cover several specific means which could have been called used to murder Clara. Now, I wonder if there are Kellers and Shanks still in this town, in these towns. Uh, I wonder if they're related. I'm sure some of them must be. I'd like to hear more about what, you know, afterwards. While the Keller family was in jail awaiting trial, their homestead was unlocked and their home was besieged by relic hunters. Their kitchen was practically emptied and the two loads of shot were carved from the door casing with pocket knives. <laughs> the trial of Daniel, Nanny, and Maggie Keller began on January 27th. 1896. And because the passes were running high in Fountain and Park counties, the venue was changed to Terre Haute in Vigo County. The courtroom was filled to overflowing during two weeks of testimony by nearly 200 witnesses. In the end, there was not enough evidence to convict the Kellers of the murder. After deliberating for two, 22 hours, the jury returned a verdict of not guilty. Now, the circumstances surrounding the death of Clara Shanks remain a mystery today. Now, isn't that something they still don't know for sure? That was 1896. Oh, 130 years ago now almost. And that was an unsolved one. And I figured that was a great one for the show. Now, that's pretty much this segment of Killers and Creeps. And um, I have some ideas of getting into some other ones. The St. Valentine's Massacre uh, over there in the, you know, by the lake. I'm going to try to look into that one. The Round Barn Murders. Uh... I already did D.C. Stevenson, but it's kind of funny. D.C. Stevenson's link is tied in with those Brown Barn murders. Um, what else? There's a couple others uh, I've been finding. And uh, a lot of stuff out of Indianapolis, of course. But let's talk about something a little bit more recent. Um, here at Killers and Creeps, we are trying to help the Salado family find the killer of their father, or uh, Eddie Salado was struck and hit by a car and uh, I mean a truck they believe with a plow on it and left for dead on 36 where he died he passed away in hit and run accidents uh, the Vermilion County has not found their, the killer yet um, if you know anything about it whatsoever please contact the Vermilion County Police Sheriff's Department and even if you think it's something dumb it wouldn't matter go ahead and send that on in um, if you would like to get in touch with killers and creeps uh, if you have an idea for a topic or suggestion or you have a story you'd like to tell or you'd like us to tell, 
You can contact us at Killers and Creeps, Creeps with a K, uh, Killers and Creeps at gmail.com. That's K I L L E R A N D K R E E P S, Killers and Creeps at gmail.com. And, uh, or you can go to anchor.fm backslash Burning Split Bridges Show. I mean, oops, nope, excuse me. Anchor.fm backslash Killers and Creeps and hit that message button to leave a voice message. And uh, please like and follow the podcast. Uh, it won't cost you anything. It does the world for me. Helps me get the uh, stories out there farther. And uh, and we are proud and representing the Hoosier State. And we love our state. And uh, we love our county. And we are veteran-owned. And I don't know if you're aware of it, but 22 veterans commit suicide every single day. And that is 22 meant too many. Please uh, participate and help out groups like Mission 22 which are fantastic organizations that are actually boots on the ground doing something about it. That's uh, called Mission 22. Now, also, if you're a veteran, there's a hotline. You know, if you're stressed out, you think you just dealt with two, you can't take another minute, hey, reach out for help, okay? I would much rather listen to you complain for hours than have to hear 15 minutes of your eulogy. So please contact 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. That is a veteran suicide hotline. Now, uh, like I said, I want to thank everybody for tuning into this episode. It was a lot of fun, and especially it being so close to home. And uh, a prayer to both the Shanks and the Kellers families, and hope that maybe somehow, some way, somehow we find out who murdered Clara. So remember, all it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. So refuse to do nothing, get up off that couch and do something. And as always, folks, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and stay black. Won't you spare me?